Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com or look for us on Facebook at Voices from the Bench. Greetings and welcome to episode 247 of Voices from the Bench. My name is Elvis. And my name is Barbara. How are you? I am doing well. How are you Christmas week? I am still merry. Merry, merry. Oh, I almost thought you said married for a second. No, (laughs) I'm a happy girl. I'm having a lovely season. I went to see Kenny Loggins last night and I danced my ass off. Super fun. Kenny Loggins, is that like a country singer or something? No, Kenny Loggins, Top Gun. Oh, that guy. Danger Zone. He's still alive? Yeah, and he killed it. It was really fun. I bet it was. I know I'm aging myself, and I really don't care because it was great. Wow. He did a lot of songs that are hugely popular. Yes, sir. That's awesome. Where was he playing? Ruth Eckerd Hall, which is this beautiful facility in Clearwater. It was just really fun. I enjoyed myself. The longer I live, the more fun I'm having, Elvis. It's a beautiful thing. You only get one trip. Yep. Enjoy it while you can, even if it's Kenny Loggins. Do it while you can. (laughs) So, yeah, like I mentioned, Christmas is this weekend, and it, what, falls on a Sunday. So Yeah, you know what? We have Friday and Monday off. That's what I was going to ask. So do we. It seems to be what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Christmas has become a a four-day holiday. Yep. That's awesome. Did Knight do a Christmas party this year? You guys usually go all out. Well, yeah, we're having it this weekend, and it's at the Florida Aquarium. Ooh. Oh my gosh, like it's going to be huge. That is We're huge. Have a big time. Yep. Is it just for night or does all the Lexar come in for? Um, it's just for night because it's just for this location. Yeah. But um, they've got a bus going for the people that want to bus over there and they're doing a private showing of the Florida Aquarium and dancing and drinks and food. and um, That's so, hardcore. Oh, yeah. About you. I'm going down to Derby. I think it's just more like a Christmas luncheon, I think. Good. It'll be my first one, so I'm not sure what to expect, but pretty excited for it. Good. It's always good to feel part of the team, even though you're a whole state above. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. And then we only have one more episode left of the year after this. That's exciting. Why is that exciting? Well, you know, 2022 will finally be over and we can move on <laughs> to 2023, which is sure to be better than every year before. Well, I tell you what, I'm enjoying the podcast more and more and more than I ever did before. It's a lot of fun. Did you hate it the last four years? No, I just, <laughs> I'm saying I'm just, a, I'm just happy. It's yeah, just we've had some great content 2022 and we just look forward to all the ones we're going to bring next year. I know that. Well, you know, what's exciting is you and I were just recently featured on another podcast mm-hmm. called A Tale of Two Hygienists. <laughs> It's an interesting title, yeah. So this is a really, really popular podcast that's obviously geared towards hygiene and hygienists. And it was originally started by, just like us, a guy and a gal that were Mm -hmm. hygienists that just wanted to do a podcast. And the host, Andrew... I've known him for years online, and he actually... Yeah, yeah, you know everybody. I well, know. not everybody, but... Everybody. Andrew was one of those podcast people that are willing to help other people looking to start a podcast, and he actually helped me quite a bit when we got started. That's nice. With software and, you know, various technique and tips of the trade. And he actually asked us if we wanted to come on his podcast and talk about lab stuff as in relation to dental hygiene. Yeah, and you know what? I really enjoyed it. It was amazing. It was a lot of fun. Even though you talked the whole time. Which oh, come on now. 
<laughs> we couldn't really talk too much about like dental restorations and hygiene. I don't know a whole lot about it. I mean, is cleaning a crown different than cleaning a natural tooth? I don't know. But it was still a ton of fun. Barb and I just got to talk about what we love to talk about, which is dental lab stuff. Yep. So if you're interested, it's called A Tale of Two Hygienists. It's everywhere podcasts are found. It's episode 362. So I'll be sure to put a link up on this episode's show notes if you want to hear Barb and I even more than you do on this weekly podcast. So. <laughs> so what's happening this week? This week, we actually get to talk to a technician that is literally in the middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere. I mean, nowhere. This town that she is in is so small that there's only four dentists. In the whole area. <laughs> and she's related to three of them. Okay. <laughs> we welcome back to the podcast, Ann Colzer the owner of AMK Dental Lab from O'Neill, Nebraska. Last time we talked to Ann, she was actually with her sister, a dentist, and we were at the Ladies of the Mill. But this time, we talked to the technician from a whole family thick of dentists. I mean, we're talking sister, brother, dad, cousins, aunts, uncles. It's just crazy. But Ann talks about going to lab school, opening a lab in her family's dental practice, getting started with the in-lab system, getting off on her own, the dynamic of having clients that are also part of your family, which is, I don't know about that, working with the rural community, and how she educates herself and others all in the middle of nowhere. So join us as we chat with Ann Colzer. Outside of the podcast, I actually have a real job. I know, it's hard to believe. I get to work directly with dental offices to provide amazing smiles to patients. But don't we all? But I do it with data instead of a handpiece or a mill. I use data that most labs already have but don't know how to access it or use it. Enter iCortica. I-C-O-R-T-I-C-A. If your lab is already using Magic Touch, great, you're halfway there. If you aren't, then go get Magic Touch just so you can use iCortica. It will be worth it. Let's be honest, access to easy to understand information is the key to any sales or customer service position. Did I mention that they have bar graphs? This is exactly what iCortica does for me on a daily basis. Every morning, I wake up to an email showing me the risks and the opportunities across all of the customers. I can then dive in to see specific customer information and look at so much like sales by product, trends by category or restoration. I can see all the notes and I can even see their remake percentage. It allows me to know who I should talk to about what without having to spend hours digging into production software or making a ton of Excel spreadsheets. It's all right there. Every metric I need to be successful. So do yourself and your lab a favor and head over to icortica.com forward slash voices or send Rob Nazelle an email at rob at icortica.com and start understanding your dental offices in a way you never had before. Check out this episode's show notes for all of those links, and we thank you for your support of the podcast, Icortica, and I personally thank you for making my job easier. (music) 
Voices from the Bench. The interview. We'd like to welcome back to the podcast, believe it or not, all the way from Nebraska. How do people say it there? Is it Nebraska? Uh, Nebraska. Normal. It's normal. You guys don't have an accent? There's no accent in Nebraska? No, because we're not in the South. You you put a Southern accent to it. It's just Nebraska. I really don't know. I've never been to Nebraska. You've never been to Nebraska? Yeah, you're not missing out. <laughs> <laughs> Ann Colzer, how are you today? I am doing good. It's finally Friday, so I can't complain. Absolutely. So a little bit of backstory. I'm welcoming you back, and I know, Barb, you probably don't remember, but I talked to Ann and her sister at the first ladies of the mill ah nice so yeah that came out i think it was like a episode 177 so it's been a while mm-hmm. and you and your sister were speaking at that ladies of the mill about the whole dentist laboratory relationship because your sister's a dentist correct yep is she cool just saying yeah, my sister's a dentist, and so is my dad and my brother. Oh my and God. Um, they all practice together in O'Neill, where I live. You know, they're about, I don't know, five blocks away from me, their offices. So, yeah, we work close. So, I got to ask, how come no dentist for you? Well, because I didn't want to. You, know, <laughs> you know, I I always get that question why do you not want to be a dentist or why didn't you want to be a dentist and a lot of times I'm like oh I don't like blood you know but flat out I just didn't want to that's cool yeah sounds like a family thing how is your dad with that uh he loves it good you know he actually in dental school he worked in a uh, lab in the back of a dental office bending ortho wire Mm. so you know he likes to come into the lab and do uh, just do random things. Like I'll put him, I'll put him to work doing some That's ortho great. wire bending and <laughs> random stuff. So I love that. he loves it. Yeah, he loves it. Awesome. Do you have to go back and redo all of this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> um, I I have to watch him closely with some things. <laughs> with the with the ortho wire, no, he does his thing, and I just trust it because awesome. I that's not my forte. He's way better at it than I am. It's definitely an art form. It is. Yes. Are you the youngest or how does it fall in? Were they dentists before you became a technician or nope. how does this? So there are four siblings and I am number three. And so, okay. and then my brother is actually the youngest. And then Mary is the second sibling. So my oldest sibling, Claire, lives in Lincoln and she does ultrasounds. Oh, so, there, so it wasn't just you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know dentists are big on that. Like, um, I know a lot of dentists and their kids are, you know, they follow in their footsteps and no pressure, but I was just curious to see. So my dad's sister is also a dentist in Omaha, or she was, she's retired now. And then so is her husband. And then their two sons are periodontists in Omaha as well. So when the state board gets together, is it just your family? Ah, <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> uh, we kind of like dentistry. You can imagine our family holidays. It's it's uh, all we only talk about dentistry, I guess. And then the spouses or significant others, they just go sit in their corner and talk about golf. 
that is so my family. I swear. <laughs> my dad started the lab. My sister's at the lab. I'm at the lab. And every single time we have any holiday or family dinner, it always rolls back into something about the laboratory. And her husband, he just always rolls his eyes and steps away. And he's like, why? And my mother, same way. Why do you guys always have to talk about the lab? And it's like, well, that's that's who we are. So <laughs> yeah, for a while, they tried to like chime in on stuff. And then they just kind of were like, yeah, this is I, we, we don't know what we're talking about. So we'll just, yeah, we'll be over here. So yeah, yeah. They'll say something like the back of the tooth, and you're gonna look at them real funny, <laughs> right? Like, back, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. So, how did you get started? Did you go to a school? Did you teach yourself? So, first of all, I went to Nebraska Wesleyan University in Lincoln, and while in college, uh, my dad, actually in high school, my dad kept saying, "Hey, you should, you know, look look into doing dental lab tech. I think you'd be great at it." I'm the artistic one of the family. And I kind of was like, eh, I don't want to do that. You know, heaven forbid you do anything that your parents suggest for you. Uh, sure. You know, so you, I was like, no, I don't want to do that. So in college, do the opposite. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so in college, I got a history degree. And after that, I was kind of like, I, <laughs> I think I'll do some dental lab tech. So I did go to school for that at Kirkwood Community College in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For dental technology. Yes, for dental technology. How did you know about dental technology from your dad? Yeah, from my dad. He, okay. um, he, yep, he always was doing stuff. He had a little in-house lab, I guess. Okay. When I was younger, they just did dentures and that was it. But yeah, other than that, he, he's the one who kind of was like, hey, you should get into this. And then I researched it some and was like, yeah, I think I'd like this. Wow. With your history degree, mm -hmm. did you try to do anything with that? Um, I, no. Okay. You have options after that, after getting a history degree, but no, I didn't. I just, I went straight to doing the dental lab tech school. And how was the program? It was good. You know, it was good with all the digital stuff that has come out since. Oh yeah. You know, it's way different because they teach you all the traditional ways of doing things, which is, you know, good, which what you need to, you need to learn. Mm -hmm. But yeah, with all the dental or with all the digital stuff now, it's, it's crazy. I'm not even sure how they incorporate that these days. Is that school still open? It is. Yes. Good. Good, good. I've never heard of it. How big was the class? Oh, I don't remember. Maybe 20 or so that's pretty decent yeah it's yeah. not bad yeah not bad at all and how long was it a year it's two years so you did oh, okay. a year and a half you know in the classroom and like in the like lab area and then the last half a year you're out in a lab doing like an intern oh cool so they put you in a lab so you got to get your hands wet hands yes. dirty yeah uh, yep cool. wet and dirty and dirty <laughs> yeah sorry <laughs> 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 So where'd you go? What lab? I went to Ace Dental Lab in Omaha, Nebraska. It was uh, Ana Safana. He just has a Crown and Bridge lab. Back then it was a Crown and Bridge lab. And I think he has expanded it to maybe dentures as well. I'm not, I'm not really sure. Yeah. But yeah, I went there for, I think it was like six weeks or something like that. And they tried to hire you, right? Oh, yeah, I bet. Yeah, yeah, yes, they did. <laughs> they, they, they tried to hire, but... You know, my heart was always set on coming back to O'Neill. 
So when you thought you were going back to O'Neill, were you thinking long-term, like you were going to set up a lab and work with your family and be their lab tech, which I'm assuming you are, but was that your goal? Yes. Yeah, it was. It was my goal. You know, since starting dental lab school, that was always my end goal was to own a lab. For some reason, I always just always wanted to go back to O'Neill. Call me crazy, you know, a town of 3,000 people, so. Wow. But every dentist in the city is your family, so you pretty much got the market, right? Right. I mean, yeah, we, we have <laughs> we have four dentists in the town, and three of them are my family, so. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's called a smart business player, if you ask me. Yes. So what you you go back to the family practice and do it in that practice? Yeah, so I actually built my own lab. Just there is on a couple blocks from the dental office, there is some empty land and yeah, yeah so built it. And while that was being built, I was just out of the back. I was just in the back of my family's dental office at the time in their small little lab. And it was, it was crowded, but it worked for however, you know, just short term. So let me see if I understand this. Other than your internship, you never worked at another lab. I guess I did work in another lab for about a year in Omaha between my internship and moving back. I bet the only thing I did there was I was just the ceramist there, you know, and that's all I did. Just the ceramist? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Still pretty good yeah. experience, I imagine. I mean, it was. usually you hear people come out of school and they're not really quite ready for real life lab work and you know, you get three months to do a crown. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. It's yeah. Pressure. Right. We don't yeah. have any pressure. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I worked in a lab for about a year and then I moved back to O'Neill. But before I like, you know, I had my lab set up, but I, I only worked for my dad's office. Like they were my only customers for a long time until, you know, sure. until I was comfortable, yeah. you know, then reaching out to other offices you know i slowly grew that way i I didn't want to get a ton of work and be like oh crap what do i do <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure yeah so how was it doing the work of your family i mean let's let's talk about yeah let's talk about going back about bad impressions <laughs> yeah. or oh my so starting out doing work for my family it was horrible like <laughs> can, you, can you you know it's it's just we had different ideas how things should go. Yeah, and, you know, at that time, it was just my dad and sister who were practicing together. And mm -hmm. my sister was, you know, just a couple years out of, of dental school. school? It, yeah. And yeah. so, you know, it's yeah. like fresh dentists. Oh, yeah. How they are. It, it's not, you know, it's just. They've got a lot to learn and they yeah, need to. And, they need somebody right. to help them. And, and just like, you know, right. In any new relationship, everyone has a lot to learn about each other. Yeah. So there were lots of, there were lots of disagreements. <laughs> I'd say. For Was your dad all old school <laughs> asking for PFMs? Yes. Yes. I, I did PFMs for a very long time. I just switched to digital. I'd say maybe five and a half or six years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I did PFMs and it was, <laughs> It was difficult, you know. It was not like, fun, I'm sure. Just, it, no, yeah. it was not fun because then yeah. it was hard. It was also hard to separate it. So if like my sister didn't like a crown or something I did or I got mad at her for an impression, you know, it's just like those little things, it would carry on to outside of work. So we'd be mad at each other 
after hours and I was just like, <laughs> you know, then we get in a fight about it. Then my dad had to step in and figure out what's going on. And, but, you know, after we got the kinks worked out with that, you know, our relationship, you know, is smooth. And then, you know, then when my brother came in to practice, you know, then it went, it went back to the arguing again. <laughs> and then, and then once we figured out what, how to work with each other, you know, it's totally fine. So. Wow. Was it, they basically had to realize that you're right. You're the technician, you know better. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah you yeah, know, to be honest. Yeah. As the older sister had admitting that her younger sister's right is pretty hard pill to swallow. That's sometimes. hard. Yes. That's hard. Yeah. <sighs> so. You know, we all have a strong personality, so we don't like to be wrong. So is your lab now like right next to or in their office? Nope. It's um it's about five blocks away. Oh, that's good. Um, so you're not yeah, in the front yeah, it, Right. I kind of thought about building it next to their office, but, you know, I learned while being in their office, a lot of other dentists don't want to send work to a lab that's in a dental office. So it's, I don't know. Yeah. So it's a way it's, you know, I have my own space, but they still run up and we'll check out cases if they need to. And you're by yourself. Do you have anybody working with you or are you one, one tech? I am by myself. Wow. I do have one girl that comes in, you know, once a week and she does all my paperwork and invoicing and all that. And then I actually did just hire a part-time girl who will be starting in January. Ooh, exciting. What will she do? Yeah. I'll teach her how to do the, you know, run the 3D printers, you know, design models and, you know, load up the milling machines. and Good call. Yeah, all that stuff that you don't have time to do. Right. And, you know, slowly get to designing some crowns and, you know, just kind of growing into a part where if I'm gone, she can still, we can still keep the lab going. Are you ready for management? And all the HR headaches that come along with having an employee. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know they call it adult daycare. I know. I am I am the worst boss, I feel like, because it's just like I don't know, I just I just feel like I'm the worst boss. <laughs> I'll I will be the worst boss. <laughs> but for the employee you might be the best. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> I think if you find the right person that's willing to learn, we talked to somebody last week that had brought somebody on and she just immediately took to it and just flourished, you know. So yeah. I think maybe it's not necessarily just leadership, but it's training and teaching mm-hmm. and having patience and just showing them the way. Right. You'll know or you won't know, that's for sure. Exactly. I've had a high schooler who comes and works in the summertime for the last uh, three years, and she just picks it up so fast, and it's really nice. But then I get uh, I get sad when school starts, and yeah. <laughs> I try to convince her to just stay. But Yeah, do you leave like GED pamphlets <laughs> laying around? I, like, I should. Something you might want to consider, you know, college isn't for everybody. Right, right. (laughs) So when you first went back, you said your dad had a lab and I'm sure you just kind of took it over. Was there any digital? No, nope. There was zero digital. Everything. Were you casting your own PFMs? Yes. Like I, yeah, I know. I, I just like cringe thinking of it. Like I still have. I still have the, you know, broken arm machine and all that stuff. 
my... I thought you were going to say the burns to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that, that too. But, you know, I just sold my burnout oven probably five months ago, maybe, uh, to someone. And I was like, take it if you want anything else. Yeah. Just, you can have it. So, I no, I, yeah, I did, casted everything, you know, waxed up everything by hand, did it all like that. But I would never go back to that. So, so how'd you dip yeah. into digital? I was going to say, how did you convince your family <laughs> to get a scanner? <laughs> Uh, that took about three years to do. Wow. When I built a lab, I always knew I wanted to go digital. And so it was always in the back of my mind. But, you know, at the time, it's like the price tag of yeah. it all is just like, my God, I could buy I could buy a house, you know, a small house for well, yeah. the price of yeah. going digital. Sure. And, you know, yeah, it's fine. I was like, you know what, my business is fine, not going digital. And then it just kind of came to a point where it was, I was kind of just at a standstill. And and then at the same time, my dad and sister and I went down to Creighton University. Patterson had a some training or thing showing, you know, about the scanners and had a little milling machine there. And we did it and it fit perfect. And I was like, my gosh, this is so Magic. easy. <laughs> right. Right. I was like, and it fits perfect. So that's kind of my I was like, I kinda of wanna go digital and I kind of talked to my family about it and they were kind of like, well, we don't want to. And, you know, especially um, my dad was kind of more on board after he kind of did the math, like, all right, buying all this impression material and doing this and that mm -hmm. we'd pay it off fast. But my sister, on the other hand, was so against it. She, you know, it got to the point where it's like threatening to use another lab if Whoa. I went digital. Like, you know, words. oh, oh, yeah, I was totally, gonna say. totally. But, you know, <laughs> but in her defense, she was also like seven, eight months pregnant at the time. So, you know, it was on her end. She's like, okay, I'm running an office. I'm about ready to have a baby. Yeah, and you want me to sense. buy this stuff. But, you know, and I called her bluff and I just said, you know what? That's fine. If you want to use a different lab, that's fine. Do it. And whatever. They went, it, it was hard to convince them so what did you do did they get a company or anybody that came in and taught them how to do it and how did you guys choose like what scanner when they eventually said all right we're in how did that process all go yeah so patterson they came in with their different scanners you know they had the omnicam and oh, i can't remember what else they had um the itero and i think there might have been another one i can't remember but they had you know a couple different scanners there and they just tested them out, messed with them, and I was there with them. And you know, at that at that time, I didn't care what they got as long as they went digital. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know, on on my end, it was you know, I I looked at like Amon Gerbach their system, and on and then done Sliceronas, uh, and it just ended up coming down to their customer service. To be honest, mm. you know, Densply Serona reached out to me there, you know, they were able to have, um, if anything went wrong, I could have a technician, you know, come out there and help me out, you know, within a certain amount of days. So, you know, that was, that was a really big help there. It's probably rare in the middle of Nebraska to get anybody to go out there to read. In the middle stuff. of Nebraska. Exactly. Nebraska. exactly. <laughs> I just have to chuckle that you guys have to drag that. <laughs> no, he I thought there was an accent in Nebraska. It's all Elvis. I'm just making fun of him. <laughs> 
I just find it funny. It, it cracks me up. I mean, <laughs> I mean, once you get up to North Dakota or Minnesota, then then you start having the, the some draws up there. But yeah, the Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. So you went with the Dent Supply OmniCam MCXL package. Uh, yeah, the MCX five. Oh, package. you went big right away. Yes. There you go. Yes. I mean, if you're gonna go, if you're gonna do something, you might as well go big, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you bought the package, the scanner goes to the office and the mill went to your lab. Yeah, you know, we we jumped in all together and did that and you know, I think we did after the first crown they did, you know, Mary called me up and goes, "Ian, I have to tell you something. You know, I just seated that crown and I don't know why you didn't make us do this sooner." And I was just like, oh my gosh. Great. I was like, I've been trying to tell you. <laughs> so I think that whole experience, they listen to me now. And if I oh, and if yeah. I say, hey, we need to try this or do this, they're more on board with it. Heck so. yeah. Who taught you how to use the in-lab design software? I went down, you know, at that time... Dense by Serona had, you know, trainings where you would go to people's labs. So at that time, mm. um, I went down to Jay Black's lab down in Florida. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know him. Yeah. So I went down there and he had a training and that's where I learned it from, you know, just the simple stuff. And then just, you know, here and there, you just look on YouTube or call up people, sure. you know, and ask how to do things and do that. And I know at one point, Right before, in 2019, I went down to Bill Atkinson's lab in North Carolina, and they had like an advanced in-lab class also that I did. Um, and they also, that's when digital dentures were making a big appearance, and so I, I learned those down there as well. Oh, wow. So, mm-hmm. When was this? Back in 2019, it had to have been like, I think it was... That was early, early. June. Yeah. I was going to say, digital dentures within lab in 2019. Yeah, yeah it had been June of 2019 because I was like super pregnant with my daughter then. And after that trip, I was like, yeah, I'm not going anywhere again for a while. <laughs> 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 I was miserable. <laughs> that was right before the whole world shut down, I yes, think. It, yes, it was. Yep, wow. because... Yeah, they were just getting ready to release all that stuff. So, have you done any of those since? Like, are you into doing any of that? The digital ventures? Yeah. Oh, I do them every day. Oh, you're kidding me. Really? Mm hmm. That's yeah, fantastic. I, you know, I bought the D4K printer from Desktop Health and I print Flexera dentures. And is that the Einstein? Yeah, um, the Einstein is a different printer that's more okay. for like. I mean, you can have it in the lab, but they make them for mainly dental offices. Uh, yeah. And so, so you got the heftier one. Yeah, I got the more industrial size one. Nice. Yes. Was that your first printer? No, I have had, I've had a couple of sprint rays. Uh, my, oh, yeah, go. my very first printer, I got the sprint ray, is it moon ray or something like moon that? Moon ray. Yeah, yeah, right. it was, yeah. yeah, it was, I had that for a probably four years or so. And it worked really well? Oh, it worked great. It was awesome. And then um, after that, like the graphic card kept going out on it. So then I ended up buying uh, Sprint Ray Pro 95. And I had two of those for a while. And then, which I love Sprint Rays. They're great for pretty much 
anything. Anything. Yeah. So then after I got then I got the D four K printer last year, right after Christmas last year. And so I started doing Flexera dentures and then just I'd say back in October I got the Asiga Max printer. So I can start printing the Lucitone digital print dentures. Man, you are deep into the printing. Um yes. I have a couple of dentists who'll call me about three D printers and I say the only bad thing about three D printers is that they are addicting. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I bought one and I was, you know, my first printer, I was like, I don't know if I even need this. And now, you know, I've had four. I love them. Yeah, I love them. It's like, I would not be able to do my work without them. It's just, it's crazy. So based out of Nebraska, and I don't mean mm-hmm. to be rude, but in the middle of nowhere in a really small town. <laughs> no, it's, Huh. You're not. It's true. No, you're not yeah, being rude. You're not being rude. It's true. It's. I mean, I drive three hours to get to the airport. Like, oh, the yeah. closest Starbucks is seventy six miles away. So. Yeah, you said something like Amazon doesn't even do next day delivery. No, I remember you telling me that it takes a week for Amazon oh, to get. Yeah. I don't know how you live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to. I have to plan everything. <laughs> yeah, very well. So when you're in the middle of nowhere, like how do you have access to find out what kind of printers you're interested in? Or like, do you have people that just come knock on your doors? Obviously there's YouTube, but you know, normally salespeople go to labs and sell different things. So how do you keep yourself educated and up to date on everything? Uh, Facebook and Instagram. Really? You know, it, yes. So many dental groups on Facebook. And people will talk about a printer or something or talk about a material. And then you just research it. You know, you just research it. And then I'll call, like for the Flexera material, mm-hmm. I would send stuff to, you know, Frankie Acosta for a long time mm-hmm. to just have him print me out the case and then mail it back to me. And then I would finish it and see how I like it before I'd actually purchase something. And yeah, it takes me a long time to research it. You can research it all you want, but you can't figure out how things look or work until you see it. Until you get your hands in it. Right, right. And so, you know, Frankie has everything. So I know he'll, you know, have a print off the case, send it up to me so I can see it. And then really, and then the shows, you know, like Chicago, uh, the midwinter stuff is when I go actually physically see all that. So you go every year? I do. Do you bring your doctor's family or do you just go by yourself and check everything out? Um, I usually just go by myself. The yeah. only time that my family has gone with me was, well, when we went digital because mm-hmm. I made them go check everything out. Yeah. But yeah, that was the only time they went with me, but I just go by myself because it's easier. You probably have more fun by yourself because us technicians, <laughs> we have a lot of fun. You see enough yeah, of them. Right. No, and, and I do have fun when I go by myself. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> my sister's always like, why are you so fun when you go places? Like, <laughs> you're no fun at home. I was like, yeah, I know. Freedom! <laughs> <laughs> but Barb, you bring up an interesting question. Do you actually get salespeople stopping by? No, never. I, I couldn't imagine people making that I trip. mean, the only time they come by, the only, I, I mean, the only salespeople I have ever had come to the lab is the Dense Fly Serona salespeople. So. Yeah. When I bought all the equipment, my sales rep came by because, you know, I think they is in their contract. They had to. But other than that, no, I don't. Do they stop by the lab first or your family's No, practice? they stop by the lab. Yeah, there you go. 
Yeah. Yep. And then, I mean, I get my Patterson rep. He comes out once a month or so, but you know, it's, yeah. that's his area. But other than that, no, we don't get any, I don't get any sales people. On the flip side, if you don't get any sales people, how do you market your lab? Because it's such a small town and you said you have more clients than just your family. So what's, what does that look like for you? How do you get new new clients? Or do you not want new clients, I should say? No, I I, I get new clients. See, right before COVID, no, right during COVID, you know, I was kind of at the point where I was like, I want to grow. And, you know, during the COVID shutdown, yeah. you think you've lost it all. Oh, you know, yeah. it's, I just remember that day. It was like, my gosh, I just worked so hard for my business and I have to be shut for six weeks. Like, yeah, am I finished? Like, am I done? You know, it's like, how am I going to? Was it only six weeks for you? Um, Lucky yeah, you. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember how long it was. Yeah, like, sure. It was a long time, too much. And yeah. Anyways, so after that, I kind of figured out my niche. It was I serve the rural dental population here in Nebraska and South Dakota, and get, I'm getting up into North Dakota. I kind of figured, you know, being from a rural area myself the way people practice is different than in the city. And so in mm-hmm. knowing that and going into rural dental offices, I just connect better with them. You know, they, I know what they need, especially like in our area, we have a lot of farmers. And so it's like, they don't need huge, you know, restoration. Yeah. It's like, they don't need all that. And so I've got to where I, I like to serve the rural communities. So I just go into rural dental offices and chat with them, you know, really build a relationship with them. And yeah. then, then we start our work relationship after that. But yeah, I just market for rural dentists. I mean, one of them, and when I say rural dentists, like the next closest dental office here is maybe 20 to 40 miles away. And so, you know, yeah. driving that to go see them is really not a big deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's kind of how I roll with things. And I go on Facebook and put some stuff out there, but really in the last couple of years, it's just been word of mouth with all these rural dentists. Um, yeah, that's kind of how I market myself. Do you ship your cases? Do you drive your cases personally? How, how does that, obviously most of them are digital, but if they're not, you're, you're having to pick up and delivery. What, how do you do that? So if a doctor has to ship anything, they'll mail it or it's like, so O'Neill is kind of like a hub town. Mm-hmm. where I'm at or the bigger town and before we start heading more out west with the smaller towns and so a lot of people come to O'Neill so it's like oh hey someone's coming through O'Neill can they drop a case off you know I'm like yeah that's fine or I'll say mail it but for me to send stuff back I'll usually mail it UPS yeah. it but like it honestly depends like you know if if we're heading to Lincoln or Omaha and I have cases I'll just drop them off on my way I try to go out every couple months and hit up the offices that are close by and drop off cases, have lunch with them, kind of chat and see how things are going. Sure. So I like to try to, you know, I just like to try to make an appearance yeah. there so they know, you know, yeah. it's me. I'm here. So I'm still here. There's some rural areas of Indiana, obviously, but mm-hmm. those dentists are busy. Yes. A lot of people kind of don't think about those small towns where they're like the only dentist within a hundred miles and they have the whole market. Yeah. And granted it's not a city and it's very spread out, but 
they're it. Mm-hmm. And they can be very busy and very successful. Oh, yeah. Yes. The dentists here in O'Neill, they draw from at least, gosh, 80, 90 miles, you know. People yeah. will come over for them and see them. It's, it's just kind of, yeah, it's crazy the, how much that they stay so busy. Yeah, I mean, you can look at a, a dentist in, in a pretty decent-sized city, but they're one of 40, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? And then you look at this one dentist in the middle of nowhere, and they're, and they're busy one of one. because they have the market. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, yeah, and the rural dentists, they don't do, you know, they don't do, like, a ton of the surgeries or ortho or, you know. Yeah, you're not doing aesthetic cases. Right, so they, uh, you know, they send stuff out, like, to Omaha to my cousins for, like, perio and all that and you got cousins that are parent yeah i said that didn't i jeez not i don't know did you? i heard it yes yeah your family tree is just so thick of I dentists know. I, I, you, I, got, I got confused kind of offended you wanted me to come on this podcast and you're not even <laughs> listening to me <laughs> oh jeez. Wow. thank you very much <laughs> That comes down to the, uh, yeah, the holidays, remember? <laughs> All we talk about is dental. Oh, yeah. for sure. With, you know, sending cases out or patients out for specialty stuff, I put on these continuing education courses. And so I'll have doctors from Norfolk or Omaha and Lincoln come up and talk about what they do. You know, like my cousins came up and talked about, you know, their perio stuff and they've gotten lots of people then sending them out to them. So, you know, I kind of help bring that because, or else I have like, I had a couple of dentists who were like, oh, I think I kind of want to get into those big aesthetic cases. And I had someone come up and like talk about it and the, how they do the process. And after that, they're like, nope, I'll just refer it. Like, <laughs> I don't even want to touch that. I will refer them to you. Better learning that way rather than messing up. Yes, one. of course. So where do you put these courses on at your place? Um, or? I put them on in a, so there's this building in O'Neill. It's called the Handle Bend building. The Handle these Bend, two, okay. Yes. So these two guys, their hobby in college was to make copper mugs, like out of real copper. Yeah. These things weigh at least like three or four pounds each. Like they're heavy. For a mug. And so they, <laughs> Yeah. You know, um, and so they opened up a building. There's a bar and a coffee shop in there. And then they have a little room in the back. And I just, you know, I rent it out every couple months. And I put these courses on. And it's a super relaxed feel. When they sign up, they get two free drink tickets for, you know, if they want to go to the bar or if they want coffee. You know, it's just, it's super relaxed. Nice. And they come in for two hours on a Friday and get some out you know their ce's and learn some stuff so so how do you figure out what you want to teach or what you want to what you want to put on you know at the beginning it's like okay i know you know my cousins came and did it and then i just kind of knew some people but then it's gotten into where my patterson rep will kind of help me out about it but then also these other like this oral surgeon in omaha heard about it and so he wants to now come up here and do it so it's like People wow. are kind of hearing about it and they want to come up and do it because it, it will help get them, you know, referrals and everything. Do you ever present or is it always somebody else? No, it's always someone else. Yeah. They don't need to hear me talking. They hear me talk all the time. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm always bothering them. I don't all, know. All the I'm seeing you so. doing some courses online. Yes. I see you I at am. other labs showing people how to do things. I mean, how would you get yeah, into uh, that? So Austin Vetter, who you had on not too long ago, he was supposed to go down to 
a meal course that Christina and Brian Heslip put on yeah. yep. last, last, I think January or something, but his flight got canceled. So like, he just couldn't come. Yeah. And <laughs> I was like, Oh, I'll come up and I'll come up and teach you, you know, I'll come up and teach you. Cause it's oh, okay. I say this because I live in rural, a rural area, but it's only six hours away, you know? And so I was like, I'll come up. And so my brother and I, and well, Austin is my brother's, friend from dental school Mm -hmm. and so my brother and I went up and I taught him and his assistant how to do stuff and then he posted it on Facebook and that's kind of how it happened then so that was the first time yes yes it was and so then after that yeah people just have reached out and so I'll go into the dental offices and you know I'll teach their staff how to go stain and glaze with a meal kit, you know, or with not, with whatever they have, honestly. And if they have anything else, like I can help them design, show them how to design crowns properly on their systems. Or if they have 3D printers, give them some tips and tricks and just kind of help them out with whatever they need with all the technology they have. And you do these only with dental offices? Right now, yes, only dental offices, but you know, if the lab needed help with it, I'd definitely help them out with it too. Um, but yeah. And you don't have any connection with the companies, right? I mean, people can get Mio to come and teach you how to use their stuff. Yeah, I don't have any connection with most of the companies. You know, I've talked to Mio. I'm like, hey, this is why I'm doing it. You know, I tell them the reasoning. You know, I, I just want the patient is the number one reason I'm doing this because everyone, everyone deserves to have a great looking restoration in their mouth, no matter who is doing it. And, you know, for me, it's not about, you know, this or that it's purely about the patient. Yeah. And I mean, uh, eight, eight supplies the zirconia for me to go out there and help them out. But, you know, I, I'm not, you know, contracted by anyone to do this. It's just something I, I have done. That's pretty amazing. And you enjoy doing it. Yeah. I, yes, I love doing it. You know, I love just teaching someone how to do stuff and, you know, showing them the products that they can use. And I mean, I'm not, I, I give them a whole list of all the products I use. And I'm like, I, I am not contracted to say any of this. This is what I use. This is what I believe is the best. And that makes it more true, mm-hmm. you know, to be honest, you know, you're not affiliated with any company. So when you're out there talking about best practices, it's truly what you believe is the best practice. Right. Rather than what you're getting right. paid to say. So <laughs> Exactly. You know, it's like, yeah, I'm gonna tell you what I like and I don't like, but that's just what from my experience and what is helping me out grow my labs. I'm not gonna talk about something just because it's a big hype. How do you have time to do all this? How do you have time to drive six hours to teach Dr. Vetter how to use Mio when you're the only person in your lab? <laughs> I find, I don't know. I don't know. I wish I had an answer. I figure it out. Just start a six hour um, print and run. <laughs> right, right. Dr. Vetter showed me like, you know, a couple of like a software I can remote into my computer and I can still work when I'm out and then when I'm out on the road and then I can also start my printers and my mills when I'm gone. And then when I come back, everything is done. I just have to do the finishing part sure. of it. Mm-hmm. Between your dad and your sister and all your family members, like, are they seeding mostly zirconia or do they do some Emacs? Do, can you do both materials? I do both materials with um, my family's office. 
they do mostly zirconia. Um, you know, I have other offices who like Emacs, so it just kind of depends. But I, I do both materials. So you use Mio with the with both, correct? Because I love Mio. I'm using it as well. That's why I'm asking. Yeah. Yep. I use it on both. I have not tried the the new Mio yet. The, the Mio 850. What's the new Mio? Pretty sure it's 850. It's Mio 850. It's designed specifically for Emacs. Oh wow. Um, you can you can put it on before you crystallize it, and it's supposed to just withstand the high heat meld right into it wow yeah when did they launch that where have i been yeah come on barb yeah i don't know where you've been it's all over um she's out in the middle of nowhere barb no reps knows all about this (laughs) that's why i'm asking the questions elvis somebody left Um, me out of that yeah i think they launched it six years ago yeah yeah at six at DS World, okay. um, I th- I'm pretty sure that's when they launched it. Or crazy, I think I'm pretty Thank sure that's you. when they did it. Yeah, no, you should look into it. Um, but you know, you only, I mean, you use it, yeah, on Emacs. But I never glaze anything in the purple state or the blue state, whatever color that is. Yeah. I think it's purple. But everyone calls it yeah. the green state, but none of it's green, and I've never understood. Right, that. or they call it the blue state, but I think it's purple. It's definitely I purple. I don't. I think it's purple, but I mean, I'm like, maybe I'm colorblind and maybe I shouldn't be glazing if I'm colorblind. <laughs> or you should, because everything comes out beautiful. You're colorblind. Exactly. Did you just say that? No. Oh, no. okay. I was going to say. Oh. No. My no, dad was, yeah. and he was not a glazer, so I'm familiar with colorblindness. Yeah. No, I um, honestly, I thought I was colorblind for the longest time until I started using Mio. And it just turned out the glaze I was using before it just like melted or ran together in the cycle. And once I switched the the Mio glaze, it's been life-changing. Yeah. Then you're realizing you see things in pumpkin and all their other crazy. Storm and halo Winter storm. I see it. Yeah. I love the names. It's great. I Do you go it, yeah. to DS World? I mean, are you that Serona into it? I've gone to DS World uh, for two years, like the last two years nice. in a row I've gone. So yeah, I'm a KOL for DS. So I go to their stuff, but you know, I'm not, I have, I've gone two years in a yeah. row. But so, you're not on stage yeah. speaking. No. Do you want to? I remember that's how I saw you the first time at uh, Ladies of the Mill. If they asked, I would probably not say no. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, but yeah, I kind of like kind of like speaking. It's on fun. Stage, so yeah, it is fun. Oh, so. Elvis likes just being heard. So. Yes, that's true. <laughs> that's all right. As long as he makes it fun, I mean, he does. That's true. Are you still only using the InLab software, or have you brought in anything else like ExoCAD or anything? I have three shape. Okay. I brought in three. Yeah, I got three shape last two some. I think it was two summers ago. Mm-hmm. I got it for doing digital dentures. Oh, good. Yeah. That's but yeah, right now I just have the denture module, and so I'm just, you know, I'm kind of to the point where I'm I'm starting to do more implants and doing more, you know, doing more. Yeah. And so I'm trying to debate 
ExoCAD really has my eye, but it's like, oh, I, I think I need to wait. And also it's just a big hype right now. So sure. I don't know. It's a tough choice. I mean, which one it do you is. go with? Where do you put all your money? You know, who's yeah, going to support you? Who's going to do yep. what, which mm-hmm. software is going to do what you need it to do? It's, exactly. it's not easy. And there's no easy answer. I'll say that. There is no easy answer. Right. And it's just kind of like, oh yeah. Like I said, I don't, I do three shape in, in, in the lab right now. So well, it seems to be working for you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. It is. <laughs> so, and if I have, you know, any tough cases or any questions, you know, I definitely know people who could help me out with that stuff. So if I need ExoCAD or whatever, so it's not really missing out. But... Yeah. I mean, that's the great thing about our industry. There's always somebody willing to help you out. Right. Right. And most of it is like, it's just the newest thing, the shiniest thing out right now. So it's like the new, it's like getting a new iPhone. You just want it because it's new mm, or you yeah. don't have it. And it's a big hype. Or my son wants it. But the camera is slightly better. <laughs> right. Right. No, thanks. <laughs> I've got a 17 year old. He comes home. Can I have the new phone? No. So get it. As we get ready to wrap up here, you got a course coming up with Dr. Vetter. I do, yes. Yeah, so what's this all about? Yeah, so uh, we putting on a Mio course with Bart also. He's going to help teach it as well. Nice. You know, just for really any dentist or their assistants or even any lab techs that just want to come and learn about how to use Mio and learn some green state. And then also we will be using the new Mio 850 as well on Emacs. So, so jealous. Yeah. Well, you should come. I know. Is it like, in Nebraska? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, the only, the, no, it's not. The only downfall, it's um, January 13th and 14th up in Fargo, North Dakota. Oh, my God. See, that is everyone's response. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. North Dakota in January. It's so cold. But come on, people. We're not going to make you be outside. I mean, <laughs> you got to remember, I'm from Florida. So I love that shit. I love snow. <laughs> I love cool weather. Love it. Like the only thing I'm thinking is January 13th. That's right in front of, I don't know. What do we have, Elvis? We've got something. Uh, I don't know. Vision maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I love cold weather. I'm all, I'm down for it. Well, half the industry is going to be in Chicago a month later. Exactly. And that's exactly. why I keep saying, like, you guys go to Chicago in February. <laughs> come on. You can come up to Fargo in January. It's We're not going to be outside at all. I mean, maybe when you get walk from your car to the hotel, I don't know. But yeah. it's like, not going to make you stand out there. <laughs> don't be a wuss. Suck it up. Right. Know, people. And even Bart asked me, he's like, what do I need to pack for Fargo? It's like, Bart, we're, just pack a coat. Like, don't pack <laughs> shorts. Bring some pants. Don't long sleeve. Coat. Right. Exactly. I've seen that show. You might want to bring a gun. we'll be sure to put a link up to the course in case anyone's interested in a uh, wintry fun time in fargo north dakota learning about mio right and we're also going to be looking at or touring uh dr vetter's new office oh that's almost a trip right there uh totally like the only thing i care about his dental office is this coffee machine he has in it he has been oh, talking about this massive coffee machine for over a year to me. And I'm just like, I, I just want your coffee. It's really all I want. <laughs> like coffee or like right. espresso awesome. machine or? 
Yeah, it's like an espresso oh, machine. It's one of those like, fancy, like Italian yes. steamers and all that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, and oh, he, he has so really good. fancy cups that go with it. So he might he might give some away. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's. I don't even get out of bed until I know the coffee's on. So I understand that. <laughs> yes, gotta have it all day. What else is next for you, Ann? Uh, yes. Other than being cold in Nebraska and. <laughs> you know, right now, honestly, I'm just trying to finish out the year. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have Fargo up in January, mm-hmm. and then yeah, that's kind of it right now. Honestly, I've not really looked ahead that much. Yeah. Do you plan on going to Lab Day in 2023? I do. Perfect. Yep. Awesome. Uh, yep, I'll go. I'll be there. Mio should have you do a hands-on course there. <laughs> they might just. That'd be cool. I mean, you're doing it already. Sounds like a pretty yeah. easy switch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens. So Awesome. But yeah. Well, Anne, thank you so much for coming yeah, back on the podcast and uh eliminating the the other dentist we didn't really want to talk to at the first place because we're all about lab technicians. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> well, I know. It's like she's kind of like, oh, my I don't want to say third wheel, but you know, I get like, it. Oh, but you're, you're here. We got to, we'll, we'll include we you. We couldn't be rude. Let's just say that. <laughs> I think she would have been fine with that if we were rude. <laughs> but I mean, for someone who in the middle of Nebraska, which I know we've, we've drilled that point in. Yes. I think you've been mentioned on this podcast like three, four times. I know I, I reach out to you and be like, you got another mention. And I one know, was a guy from Steve Campbell Aww. from the UK. Yes. I'm just yes, like, Steve how Campbell. do you know Anne from Nebraska? You know, and I'm like, this is you know crazy. What? We got to get Anne on now. <laughs> I know. Well, here's the thing. If you would ask my sister about me and how I know everyone, she says I'm the most social person ever, which I feel like I'm really not. But uh, yeah, I met Steve and Charlotte back in May. We were just we were talking. And, you know, at the time, I think there's a track meet going on because I coach high school track. And I was in Charlotte, so there's, you know, high school track meet going on in Nebraska that I was missing. And uh, my sister and everyone, they were FaceTiming me. And so Steve's like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, well, I'm coaching, you know. And so he's watching with me, and he's a runner as well. And so we kind of just bonded over running. And, and after that, yeah, we've, we've just stayed connected. So Elvis and I are both runners, too, so we get it. You coach running via FaceTime? What do you just Faster, faster, faster. Well, okay. Well, I guess I wasn't coaching. I just wanted to watch because it was a bit, it was a conference track meet that got rescheduled. Yeah. And so it's, you got to talk to him before the race. And then I have one of the, one of my athletes will stand up in the bleachers and film the race for me Nice. and I'll watch it. And then they run down and give the phone to the athlete and I'll tell them, you know, oh, good job. You know, or, well, that was, that was a great try. Or, you know, motivation. Yeah, yes, yeah. You don't critique. Your knees could have been higher. You know that kind of. <laughs> oh, I, I do. We do that the next day at practice. <laughs> Can't get into their heads at the meet. Yeah. You gotta. They have to do more more events. I'm always amazed by solo lab owners that can also do so much more. I know. I I get that question a lot. Like, how do you do yeah. it all? And it's I don't know any different. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, I don't. Even Steve was telling me when we were at DS World, because I was talking about I canned like four lugs of peaches one day. And he's like, how do you do that? 
Like how, how do you even have time to can anything with all this other stuff you have going on? I was like, well, I don't know. I just do. You just do. What did you say? Yeah. Four lugs of peaches? Yeah. Is that a term? Yeah. Like how much a is a box? lug? I don't, like a box. Oh, I've never <laughs> I heard that. I don't know. I thought that was a Nebraska <laughs> term or something. Well, it's like a Midwest term, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Just, I've always, always, it's a lug. It's a box, I guess. Interesting. I'll have to, I'll look up the definition for you sometime Please. and send it over. Yeah. Please. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a... Uh... It's a lug of crap, if you ask me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever. We figure out how to do it all i guess you know it's i don't know i don't know any different so time management skills as long as you're having fun more power to you right yeah exactly yeah my kids get to come to the lab with me a lot so it's they they enjoy it i bet they do i love that future technician yes we have pizza parties and do a lot of coloring and they stuff tooth boxes with foam oh that's a good one yeah oh yeah yeah (laughs) awesome man thank you so much Again, appreciate it. Thank you. A lot of fun getting to know you more. Oh, yes. It was. It was a lot of fun. And uh, we'll see you in Chicago. Yes, Yes, for sure. Awesome, man. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Yep. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you very much, Anne, for coming on our podcast. We know how hard it is to get good internet in Nebraska. Just kidding. (laughs) I also work with a lot of my family. And we did work together for many, many, many years. Actually, I did do my dad's work, and it was very stressful. I actually made his teeth, just saying. So You made your dad's teeth? Yes, I did, and it was hardcore, but... How often did he have you change them? Uh, I nailed them. Did you really? But I do, my friend. Come no on. pressure, no pressure, no pressure. But I couldn't imagine doing my whole dentist family's work and having to tell them they possibly did something wrong. That's never easy. But I think their family bond is super strong, and it's great to hear that you don't need to be in the populated area to still see labs doing digital dentures and successfully. Just say, be sure to check out this episode show notes if you're interested in taking a course in January with Anne and Dr. Better. And he was from episode 237 in Fargo, North Dakota, y'all. Thank you, Anne. Also, uh, Anne mentioned the lug of peaches. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lug. I've never heard that term. And she texted me and let me know that a lug is generally between 19 and 22 pounds for those that are interested. That's about as big as my cat. (laughs) That's a huge cat. I know. That's not even as much as all five of our dogs put together. Oh, yeah. My cat's fat. Holy schmoly. Take the food away. (laughs) But if you're interested in peaches, that would be between 40 to 60 peaches. So there you go. There you go. Just think of all the great things you learn on this podcast. Yeah. (laughs) All right, everybody. Have a great holiday, Christmas, and whatever you celebrate. And we will talk to you next week. Have a merry one. Bye. I just heard it.